Well, God bless you. I hope you plan to be with us, get everything ready. If you're not familiar with, um, you know, maybe uh, technology, uh, you probably wouldn't be hearing this, but if you are and you're having a problem, I want you to know, get with somebody who knows how to use it and get set up and let God bless you. Uh, Palm Sunday, we're continuing this uh, message called entitled Questions, and uh, we have encouraged you to pray, and many of you have. I was on the phone, uh, I want you to know, with someone, and, uh, and boy, their alarm went off, and, and they said, boy, it's time to pray. And so I'm grateful, you know, uh, that you're paying attention to that. We can pray this challenge away. It is not overwhelming to the people of faith. I believe that. On Friday afternoon, I had the privilege to join other pastors from around the nation and had an opportunity to speak with the Surgeon General of the United States. Wonderful individual. He said he's Catholic, but he said, I want you to know I am a follower of Jesus Christ. That meeting, of course, started in prayer. He began to unravel some of the challenges that they're facing there at the White House and around our nation. One of the things that he said about COVID-19, he said 25% of the population, they have COVID-19, they just don't know it. And he said the reality is because they don't know it, they behave as if they don't have it, which is reasonable. But he said the problem is this. He said, if you're practicing and you don't know it, you're spreading that disease. And that's why he said safe distancing is important. I know some of you may have mentioned a while ago when I said I did a graveside. I got to tell you that we practiced safe distancing out there and did no shaking of hands or hugging or any of that nature in case some of you are concerned. But when he said that, 25%, I thought, wow. So that's why it's important that we pay attention and that we function because, friend, I got to tell you, I do not desire that anyone, nor any of the leadership here at Victor Church, desire that any person, much less a family member of Victor Church, have to go through fighting off COVID-19. So God's with us, His blood has covered us, and we are grateful. Well, this is an unusual Palm Sunday, 50 years of ministry. Uh, you know, we always look for great crowds on Palm Sunday and on Easter Sunday and people who usually don't come to church and uh, they all show up either one of those two Sundays. But I look across the uh, auditorium and I think, wow, there's a, really there's no one here. It's, uh, no one drove up today and, and it's Palm Sunday. I'm thinking, wow, we didn't have a processional like sometimes we usually have. We didn't have any palm leaves up here on the stage. We didn't, we didn't even have any of the Easter lilies out this year because it's, it's just not happening all because of one deadly virus. But you know what? The enemy cannot take Palm Sunday out of our hearts. We know that we can continue to celebrate and right there where you are. Here's what I want to ask you to do for the next few minutes. I'm asking you to focus on this message. Allow it to speak to your heart. Try not to run in and get another piece of toast and a cup of coffee. Just sit there and, and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. And sit back and relax and let's see what God might have to say. We know that Jesus and the triumphant entry into Jerusalem 
Well, this time last year, well, a few days ago, we would have gotten back a year ago. Uh, we were in Israel, about 125 or so of us. I got a text from a dear friend this morning, Lou Hahn. He said, well, wouldn't it be wonderful if we were in Israel now this time of the year? But no one knew, okay, Hosanna, Hosanna, King of Kings. And, and that's what they cried out by the thousands when Jesus was riding in to Jerusalem, that wonderful triumphant entry. But he was not coming to take over the kingdom. The Bible said that Jesus rode in on a donkey. And it said when he rode in on a donkey, uh, he came as a peaceful person. That's what that meant. He didn't ride in on a horse to say, I've come to war with you and I've come to manifest my miraculous power and to take over and to defeat the Roman Empire. He simply rode into Jerusalem in a peaceful way. The next several days that would take place, as we call this the Lent season, a lot of activity would in fact take place. During this moment, not getting in too long after that, he met two blind men. He'd function and actually raised a little girl from her deathbed. He'd actually healed the lady who had the issue of blood. He had actually had the potential of overcoming death himself. And today our text folds out of Matthew's gospel, the ninth chapter. And we know as a result of that, we result of that, we see the dynamic miracle as it relates to questions. There's a question that we had last week. You remember what it was? I know that all of you do. It's, why are you so afraid? It was actually to the disciples. They were on the boat and a massive storm came up and, uh, and, I, and, and Jesus was on the boat and, and they became nervous and anxious and excited. And Jesus said, why, why is it that that you are so afraid. The question today is different. He's speaking to a couple of blind men and he asked this question, do you believe I am able to do this? Do you believe I'm able to do this? It's because they were following him and asking him for a miracle. Well, I mentioned that boy, some great miracles had taken place. So the blind men had a little bit of faith. They thought, boy, if he can raise a young girl from the dead and heal a lady with the issue of blood, surely there might be hope for us. And the reality is it says that they followed Jesus and cried out and said, have mercy on us, son of David. And that meant that they recognized him in their limited knowledge and their limited experience. They recognized the fact that he must be the Messiah they cried out. Now, the Greek word for that is krazo, which means the cry of an animal, an animalistic cry, a deep, deep bellow. And then, of course, in Revelation 22, it is the same type of cry that's issued there of a woman that is, that is giving birth and, and a, a painful labor. And we know you women who have given birth naturally and no epidural or anything of that nature, you know that cry is unmistakable. Well, these blind men had learned about their blindness and it was distasteful. You see, if you were blind, 
And you, of course, it must be your family, it must be something that your family, your mom or your dad or someone in your family lineage that actually did something wrong with you. And they had to live under that cloud of suspicion. Well, I, I remember in my eyes a number of years ago, eye surgery and five torn and detached retinas. I, I know what eye pain is. I know there are times that I didn't want to open my eyes. And when I did, on numerous occasions, I couldn't see. But I know this. Do you believe that I can do this? And I've said it again. You say, well, you told that story two or three weeks ago. If you were me in that situation and you had a chance to tell the story, you'd tell it again and again and again. We called our church board and leadership. They prayed that night, that night, God healed the challenge that I had. And I haven't had that challenge since. Now, I, I can't hear you, but I know you're saying a good amen out there. Son of David, have mercy on us well jesus please heal us and jesus said well do you believe that i have the power to do it well that really is the issue for all of us those of you listening wherever you're at is do you believe that god can heal the struggle and the challenge that you are facing as an individual or as a family or maybe you've been told to go home and some of you have, someone put it the other day on furlough and you think, wow, unbelievable. Some are getting paid and some are not getting paid. Well, what do I do if I'm not getting paid? Well, God will provide. There are some avenues that you can take. And if you're not sure about that, call us here at the office. We'll try to give you some wisdom and, and some guidance. But in that moment that we live in today, we need to answer that question with a positive resolve. Now, apparently Jesus believed that they had faith, and this is what it says in verse number 29. He touched their eyes and said this, according to your faith, according to your faith, it will be done unto you. It wasn't according to your income, not according to your degree, not according to your experience, not according to your social status or your financial status. It's according to your faith. Why is faith? Because the Bible says without faith, we all have faith, a little mustard seed of it. It's impossible to please the Lord. Well, some will say, well, the reason that you prayed and you didn't get healed is because of your lack of faith. And there are a lot of people that'll beat you up when Maybe uh, they've gotten their miracle and, and you prayed and you haven't gotten yours. Some people will just judge you right away. And we know that, well, you didn't pray right and then you didn't pray in Jesus' name. Or maybe uh, if you spend more time fasting and praying than being on Facebook and watching television, you would have had your prayer answered. Or maybe you didn't pray at the end in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Well, what kind of faith does it take to honor God? Here it is. God honors faith that believes when you cannot see the answer. And here we go. Hebrews 11:1. 1, faith. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. That's it. You pray and you pray and you pray. But you see, our faith is not based upon what we see. 
It's based upon who God is. And so in this wonderful time that we're experiencing right now, we call it COVID-19. It has parlayed into financial challenges, parlayed into physical challenge, parlayed into fear, anxiety. Here's what we have to do as professing believers is we have to say, hey, I don't know how we're going to make it, but I know who God is and I know that he's not going to let us down. He will bring us through. That's a good place for you to say amen out there. Amen. Amen. We make it through. And those of you that may not know the Lord Jesus Christ and you really haven't been trusting in him, this is a good opportunity for you to say, you know what, I, I, need to, I just need to engage my faith in my walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe that I'm able to do that? So when we have a massive challenge, something that is so large, some giant that is so big, financial reverse that is so large, some physical challenge, or someone that you know, love, and trust has been told, wow, you have COVID-19. That will strike right to your heart. We say, well, I believe it. With all of my heart, I do. I, I believe God can do anything. But unfortunately, we often say that, but we don't practice it as much maybe as we as we should you see here's a good way to discover your spiritual strength and depth how much have you been bombarding heaven recently sharon of course has a worship song that she picks every morning and sends it to her family members to our kids and others and she sends it out and this morning before i left she had a song that she said i'm going to send this song out today i want to encourage them i want to i want to increase their faith I, I i want them to grow in the lord this is a good time to grow in the lord but here's what i know these circumstances will decide the depth of your faith how much do you pray do you believe god do you stretch that faith or, you know, maybe you pray little prayers. I heard someone say that. You pray little prayers. Lord, you know, protect us and guide us throughout this day. And God, give us protection as we drive in to town. And those little prayers are wonderful. But you know what? When is the last time that your faith was big enough that you decided, I'm going to pray a big prayer? I'm going to believe God that God can take actually water and turn it into wine and these are moments in which god creates an atmosphere to us and with us to be able to pray big prayers god i know what they're saying i know they're saying the the worst is yet ahead of us but god i'm believing hallelujah i'm believing that we are covered by the blood of jesus christ and those numbers are not going to climb. And it's not going to be because that we had safe distancing. It's because you reached down and you ministered. It's time to pray for a family member that maybe their faith has been marginal. And you can pray for them. God, give them a good dip of the divine anointing of the Holy Spirit. Pray like we have been praying around here. God. We are binding and rebuking this virus. We pray that it will cease and desist in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm praying God keep every family at Victory Church safe and let no harm come to them. I curse this thing and I declare victory will come in the name of Jesus Christ. And you practice that and you believe that all the time. 
I get a little, I get a little anxious when I often hear governmental leaders, and I won't pick one. I hear governmental leaders that tell us safe distancing, uh, wear masks now, um, you know, don't go out, stay at home. But I very seldom ever hear one who will say, and also take time to pray and to believe God that God will help guide us and give us wisdom and that once again America will learn what it means to pray to Almighty God. You say, well, they couldn't do that. You know what God's waiting on? God's waiting on for somebody to be bold enough to say, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, by His stripes we are healed. You know what I believe? I believe eventually that will happen by the grace of God. But it doesn't stop you and me from saying that, does it? It doesn't stop us from being bold and brave. And when we run into someone and, and when they're afraid and they're a little scared, we say, hey, God's got this. He's got everything under control. Not in an arrogant way or a haughty way, but just saying, I know God's got it. So we have questions, but Jesus has answers you see i don't want to take offense to anyone do you believe i can do this he asked the blind men well not only a faith my friend that believes when you can't see but a faith that persists when nothing changes i like to tell you that god's answered all my prayers but he hasn't i probably got more unanswered prayers that I do answer prayers. But here's what I know. I'm not fretting over that. I, my job is just to keep praying and keep believing and to be persistent in what God, God is doing. The blind guys cried out to Jesus. And you know what? Jesus could hear them. He just kept walking. He wasn't paying any attention to them. As a matter of fact, he stopped and he went in a particular place. And when he got in there, they followed him in there, right behind him. Say, hey, son of David, help us, heal us. They went right through. I mean, not, no permission whatsoever, right, and stayed in his presence. In other words, they said, we're going to see this thing through. We've said that. I'm going to see this thing through if it kills me. Well, be careful. Be prepared to die sometimes. You see, I know I know that we pray and say, God, I need God that's right here, right now. And he doesn't answer. God, I need you to heal that, but he doesn't answer. God, I, I, I don't want to lose my job. And you do. You get laid off. I had one man tell me the other day, he said, you know, I had to lay off 15 people in my business that's been with me for many, many, many years. And we've never had to do that. And he said, that hurts. That hurts a lot. We face those kinds of circumstances right now. But you know what? We don't stop believing. We maintain the persistence by the grace of God. I'm going to keep on keeping on until something happens. Someone asked me, you think we'll have church on Easter Sunday? I think I can tell you with assuredness, we are going to have church on Easter Sunday. It just won't be here in the sanctuary. We will be online. When do you think this thing will be over? And the good doctor that's a national surgeon and resource person said, I think the virus will tell us when this thing is going to be over. I thought, well, that, 
that makes sense. And then I recoiled. I thought, no, that virus is not in control. Say amen, y'all. God is. Amen. So I'm going to be persistent with the one that I know has the answer to be able to create the miracle and bring it to pass. And when we have a faith that persists, even when nothing changes, we just continue to keep carrying on, to keep believing God. This too shall pass. Say that with me. This too shall pass. Some of you missed it out there. Say it again. This too shall pass. This time next year, it'll be a memory. Hopefully, it'll be a memory in a, in a matter of weeks, and I believe that. So here's what Paul tells us, and it's a good word in Colossians 4, 2. He says, be persistent in prayer and keep alert as you pray, giving thanks to God. There's a story that illustrates this point in Luke's gospel, the 18th chapter. There's a woman and she had an issue that she needed to be taken care of. And she, she went to the judge and said, I need to act on this. I need your favor. And the judge said, no. She went back. Hey, I need you to act on this. I need favor. I need something done about it. And the judge said, no. He said to the bailiff, keep her out. Some way or another, she made it back into the presence of the judge. And she said, I want you to know I need your help to act on this. She left. No, can't do it. She went again. I need your help. And finally, this is what that judge, who was an ungodly judge, and maybe not even a just judge, he said, hey, lady, I'm going to grant what it is that you want because you are driving me bananas. And God is saying, when these three or two blind men came, he said, you know, reciting that illustration, he said, if an unrighteous judge would be moved by the persistence of someone, how much more would a loving father respond to the faithful, persistent prayer of his children? So what am I saying? Keep on praying. Keep on believing. Keep on trusting. Keep on knocking. Keep on shaming the devil. Keep on rebuking him in the name of the Lord. Keep on claiming your family members to come to Jesus and do not give up. And the enemy will always tell us to stop. It's never going to come to pass. I am telling you, there is a way and God will provide the answer. Well, what kind of faith do we need? One that we can believe even though we can't see it. What kind of faith do we need? One that is persistent. And then finally, we need a faith that is moved and marked by our actions, even though some people might think that you and I have lost our mind. You know what? A lot of people think you've already lost your mind anyway. But the reality is we need a faith that says, I'm going to keep moving. No, I don't quit. Don't quit building the ark. You see, there's a difference between hope and faith. Hope is a desire and faith is a demonstration i have hope that's my desire a hope but he says i want demonstration james recites the old testament story of abraham in james 2 21 james being the brother of jesus i'm going to paraphrase james said abraham's faith was marked by his actions 
Now, I want you to try that on for size in these moments that we're living today where your prayers makes a difference and your faith in action makes a big difference. We can change the climate of what we're living in right now by our prayers and our faith. Abraham, of course, took his son. The Bible's true when it says his only son and brings him to the altar as God, he felt, told him to do. Tied him down, had the firewood there, pulled the sword, and was ready to thrust Isaac through. And all of a sudden, he heard the voice of God. And when it's found in the cry of a ram in the thicket, and it stopped what was happening, Abraham said, God, I love you. How much do you love me? Take your son. Now listen, for those of you, you're listening out there in your homes. When this program is over, take a moment to get your family around you and pray the kind of prayer that Abraham prayed. Be the kind of person that's not just talks a good talk, but say, God, in your name this coming week before Easter, we're going to bathe ourselves in positive prayer. We're going to get the book of Psalms or Proverbs and we're going to read and all the promises. We're going to believe, we're going to believe you this coming week that you will stop all the palaver of this COVID-19 thing or anything else that might be challenging you. And we're going to trust you. Verse 23 says, And Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteous as he called, he was called God's friend that's you you and i have that same opportunity as abraham well often we magnify our problem we focus on the problem we think there is no solution and we moan and we murmur a little bit and we think wow this is the way it's supposed to be these blind men could have done the same thing they had their own personal canes no doubt trying to make it through life thought well this is all we're ever going to be we're just going to be blind the rest of our life. We're going to have to put up with the verbal abuse the rest of our life. But something happened. When the miracles began to flow, both of those blind men, I want you to notice it's important to know that both of them, you know why? They encouraged one another. That's the power of small group and friendship and fellowship. And they got together and said, if there's one hope, and by the way, next Sunday, Easter Sunday, hope has a name. That's the theme of the Easter message. Hope has a name. So let's get together and let's encourage one another. And they cried loudly. Remember the animalistic cry? That their cry was so deep, so loud, Jesus couldn't get away from it. And when he went through that door, and those with Jesus, no doubt, went to close. They said, no, uh-uh. Wherever he's at, that's where we're going to be. Because we only have one hope. And it's in that man right there, and he has healing power. Son of David, heal us, please. And Jesus touched them and anointed them. And prayed the prayer of faith. And when he did, they received their sight. He said to them, don't tell anybody. Well, you know what they did? Everywhere they went, 
They said, the son of David, the master, he healed us. And we can now see, I don't need that cane anymore. I don't need that negative belief. I don't, and all that crowd that's come against us. Now we could hear their voice when they castigated us. We could hear their voice when they talked about us. But now we can look them in the face. And we can say, where I was once blind, I can now see why. I had a question. God, can you heal us? And Jesus said, according to your faith, you will be made whole. So here we go. According to our faith, don't let all the reports, as a matter of fact, I'm telling you, encouraging you, don't listen to everything that's out there. You say, well, you want to be ignorant? No, you can take a good listen for a good hour and you can hear about everything there is to hear about COVID-19. But spend that time in prayer. Spend that time in worship. Spend that time in building your faith and allowing the Holy Spirit to just come into your home, into your family, and just let His touch be real. You see, I'd rather be blind with faith in God than to have sight and not have faith. And if someone asks you, do you believe that God can do this or that? You and I can have a positive response and we could say, there's absolutely nothing impossible with the God that I serve. He can do anything. As we honor Him, as we praise Him, as we seek Him, I want to ask you just wherever you are to bow your heads and I want to pray over you. We're going to pray. I'm going to ask you to repeat a little prayer right in your home. Here it is. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus Christ. I thank you for your touch in my life. Father, I've made mistakes. I have failed to do what you desire for me to do. I have been nervous and afraid. I've been filled with unbelief. But today, I believe you are my Redeemer. So please forgive me. Increase my faith. Encourage my family. Keep them safe from all harm. And Father, I'll give you praise and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Again. Let me encourage you. We're here to serve you. We're here at the church. We have the phone number. We're going to do everything we can to gather to get through. But wouldn't it be wonderful and fitting if we just ended for just a few moments in worship? So you take this moment to worship in song with us. Amen. Let's declare this this morning. And I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. And I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see. Come on, we believe that today for the battle. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Let's declare it. And I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the battle. For the battle. Belongs to you, Lord. We believe, and I'm gonna see a 
victory. I'm gonna see a victory. Come on for the battle. It belongs to Jesus. Lord, we stand and declare that today. What a great day, what a great message, a worship experience. Thank you for watching. Again, just as a reminder, if you're ready to take that next step, text the word CONNECT to 863-400-1226. And if you need prayer, if there is a need in your life, text the word ASSIST to 863-400-1226. Thank you again for worshiping with us today. We'll be back for our midweek service on Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Make sure that you watch us online. God bless. Have a great day.